Hello and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Wars podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. And today, we're, it's 1996, and we're talking about Power Surge. I want to drink some Surge! Up, are we powering up the power block while we do it? We are powering up the power block, and we're probably drinking some nice cold Surge. I drink some Surge. Somebody yelled <laughs> Surge, so we're all running through an obstacle course made from thrown-out furniture and stuff. I, I may, I may be the one off can or two liter. I'm probably going to rock festivals at which I become dehydrated enough to lose feeling in my fingertips. The, the is surge that because is of the surge? I'm it, it was in part because of the surge. That was the most surge I had ever had in a single day. They were giving Dare me a promotional thing. Uh, two bottles at least. And I assume after drinking that, much like Terrasaur in this episode, you had like weird uh, red energy crackling it, all over your it, body, and also your voice got super deep. It was a bit like that, yeah. It was It was a bit like that. Yeah. So, and also you somehow produced a gigantic gun. Oh, I miss yes. Surge. So at, at no point in the it's episode still, was tripping playing. You could, it's available in some foreign it. countries. You can like okay. import it. You can get it on Amazon You can now. buy it on Amazon now, yeah. You can get... Twelve cans for thirty-five dollars because shipping liquid is expensive. Yeah, for a little bit it was. They made it again here. I don't think they still do. But for like one year, I think they started years. making it again. Just yeah, limited. They quantity. did start. It's. I kind yeah, of miss it. It's stock on Amazon with Fram shipping. I drank and it. And they've been making urge in I want to say like Denmark or something, which is the oh. same thing constantly. Yeah. And it's searching Amazon for Surge. I also see is it cocaine. Stop looking before you end up with Nazi cola. Yeah. Don't uh, don't listen to this one, kids. Okay. Uh, also, do shine and. Okay, definitely don't taste that one. No. Balls. <laughs> uh, I like balls. balls. Uh, of course we. Balls have. is good, and the rupier version is even better. Yes. Anyway, this episode. <laughs> Please, enough talk of balls that go in your mouth. Uh, Power Surge aired September twenty fifth, nineteen ninety six. Written by series co-creator Larry Dottilio and directed by Nicholas Kendall. We open on a, a shot of uh, ma- the majestic bald eagle. Silver bolt. This is another one of those beautiful tracking shots that you could not do in cell animation without oh, yes. like a massive budget. So pick on the CG level quality level as much as you want. Pick on their terrible water, but... Stuff like this, you just—it's it, just this oh, beautiful yeah. tracking oh, yeah. shot. It's a really nice eagle too. The, like, yeah, all the detail I mean, on the feathers and the head looks really good. Yeah, it's very impressive. Yeah, and they got uh, to use some of their bird clip sounds. And if I'm not mistaken, bald eagles don't actually make that noise, do they? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, some kind I think of that's a, the red-tailed hawk. The uh, are actually very quiet. I don't know. Ask me about ravens. But anyway, it turns out this uh, this bald eagle is going to be very quiet because it gets eaten by Pterosaur. Oh no, now he can't form Magna Boss. And it's great, because when Pterosaur eats him, he's like, it's good to be a Predacon. And I'm like, 
So did the Maximals specifically have rules against eating, like, eagles? Or... Yeah, they just eat gray apples. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's yeah. that. Well, what are Cheetor what? and Dinobot eating? Nothing. What? Rancho's what established they don't need to eat, they only do it because it's fun. Ah. What aspect of eating that eagle was specific to being to the Predacon experience? <laughs> That's what I would like to know. Being able to fly? I guess. And I also like that that is right from his uh, original toy bio. Yeah, there's that. Uh, let's see. True, yes, uh, striking from the sky like a demonic dragon, this organically enhanced robot warrior is seldom seen until it's too late. Megatron personally supervised his genetically engineered creation, ensuring his devastating aerial combat efficiency. Truly a terror, he is known to ingest entire flocks of birds by flying open-mouthed through their flight pattern. Huh. Uh, Also, the original Beast Wars bios are super weird. Yeah. (laughs) They were written back when this took place on modern-day Earth. Yes. And it was the original Megatron and original Optimus. When it was just a straight-up follow-up to G1, which... I I am still to this day glad they did not go with. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would have been yeah. weird. And and he sees a floating mountain after yes. seeing the bird, and and he <laughs> he swears to the inferno. Yes, he says what in the inferno, which also has yep. very interesting implications. Yeah. Oh yeah. As they that end followed up followed up on in the show, I think it's mentioned yeah. a couple times, but they never actually say what it is. It's generally I, I, as a stand-in for hell. Yes. I personally like to believe that the character Inferno just calls himself hell. <laughs> I'd like to believe that too. I'm disappointed they didn't. They started using Pit after they introduced the character Inferno. Uh, apparently, it is the a gigantic facility, or yeah, it's a roughly analogous to hell in both Maximal and Predacon belief systems, or also possibly. The, a gigantic facility used to produce and bring life to Predacon protoforms. Hmm. Yay. Uh, Raptrap would probably think that place is hell. Yeah. 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 I know, they, it, they had to stop calling it the Inferno because they had a character called Inferno, so it would be weird. That would be confusing. Yes. Yes. But interesting. So this flying, if the, if the Earth had, or this, sorry, if this mysterious planet has too much energy on, this flying mountain has way too much energy on. So, of course, Pterosaur touches it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Pterosaur but it turns out to be a good thing, to... because he gets a power surge. So he can surge! become a slightly less cut-rate Starscream. Yeah, he sounds a little deeper, and he has, like, cool red energy flowing yeah. over him. Yep. And he gets superpowers. Yeah, and, and for the second episode in a row, somebody's like, I am the new leader! Yes! <laughs> has another speech. Yep. So he was he was a cut rate Starscream before, and now he's at least got a little power to back it up. So he's yes. a little higher in the in the hierarchy. Before he grabs it, we get the first of what three or four identical warnings in the episode about how you'll go into stasis lock within five cycles if you don't transform back into beast mode. Yeah, Elizabeth yes. Carroll Sevenkov earning that paycheck. We never oh. find out exactly what five cycles is. We just know that it's, it's fairly short. It's short-ish, but not so short that you can't get some stuff done in that time. Yeah, the cycle's about a minute, isn't it? It in seems that I think so. I think, yeah, a minute, and then I think a mega cycle is an hour. Yeah. yeah. So Aerosaur declares himself invincible. 
with yes. all this power, of course, Pterosaur flies back to the Predacons. With like their Megatron. Megatron. Yes. I was gonna say, someone is looking over the ridge of the cliffs at the floating mountain and sees him fly away. And it's James Cameron who uses this to base a movie on. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. This episode, better than Avatar. Gonna say it now. Yeah. It's shorter, yeah. that's for sure. Shorter, plot makes more sense. Less uh, uh, of that Annie whole... Rubisi isn't in it. Yeah. Less of that white man gone native savior sort of garbage. Oh, yeah. Cool. Just a bunch of good, wholesome robot dismemberment. Yes. Yes. Right, so, yeah. Ter- so, Megatron is showing off his uh, like automatic guns. Which... He's gesturing with his tiny T-Rex oh, hand. We get some excellent dino arm action these couple of Oh, yes. Wiggling his fingers, steepling his fingers... Pointing. So I love the flying triangular pizza box he uses to demonstrate the new turrets. Yeah. I you know, Megatron, you're on a crash you know, you crashed on a plant, not a lot of resources. Maybe you're gonna need that flying pizza box later. Yeah, well he needed something to test it on. Maybe, Maybe throw up a rock or something. No, he had to program those with yes. some sort of energy signatures that are specifically that are specific to the Maximals, which he got somehow. I mean, so he that says that he programmed it. He probably made Scorponok do it, and it took him forever yeah. with his scorpion claws. Yeah, and it's only going to shoot Maximals and hopefully Dinobot too. Maybe it's coded to their transformation code. Do they have to say who they are first? Uh-huh. Who knows? Who knows? Dang. No one knows. Right, so, yeah, Pterosaur is here. He says, Megatron, your flying pizza box antics are over. I'm taking over this uh, this outfit of what will be, I guess, three guys once I've done killing you. Yeah, he, he calls Megatron a lizard, but he's the transforms yeah. into a flying lizard. Yeah, uh, there's... Dead. There's some some there's some internalized speciesism that yes. he's displaying here. Paris for calling him a cowardly lizard is basically projection. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although I mean, yeah. you have to pick your alt mode, so it's really like making fun of a guy's haircut. <laughs> yeah. True. True. Or I don't know. So uh, yeah, then yeah. then he straight up murders Megatron. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Megatron this... does get in a few hip missiles, but it's really one sided. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love and, that you know, Megatron used his hip missiles finally, though. Yes. And I, I, know, Pterosaur has an arsenal. He's got his shoulder cannons. He's got a huge gun that he didn't have before. Yeah, it's, it's different from the gun he had last episode. It's more like a scoped rifle. And he's also got eye beams. Yeah. yeah. I know. don't think he had those before. No. Well, he doesn't use them in this fight. He uses them later in the episode. Oh, right, right. Yeah. But it's still, it's something only Dinobot has done before, I think. Think he's the only one I think we saw Waspmater use them once. Oh, hey. Waspmater definitely has <laughs> I-beams at some point. A lot of pre- Basically, it's just uh, Tarantulas and uh, Scorponok who do not have I-beams. Oh. Although we know that you know, Tarantulas, Tarantulas at least has predator vision. Yeah. Tarantulas would do great with him in, in, in beast mode if he could use them. Either he would have so many lasers. So Even many in robot lasers. mode, he's got a lot of eyes. Yeah. So many lasers. Maybe dinosaur-based Transformers have I-beams the way that Sith have Jedi lightning? <laughs> sure, why not? It, it's uh, part of their dinosaur transform static, which is a total thing that comes up on uh, an episode of Generation 1. <laughs> yes! 
I, uh, I think it's Thief in the Night. Where is, is that why Snarl shoots fire out of his nostrils? I'm going to say yes. <laughs> We've cracked the code. Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, Trypticon is stealing stuff, and the Autobots accuse the Dinobots because they detected dinosaur transform static at the uh, site of the thefts. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And yeah, it's hilariously stupid. That. It's pretty bad. If they transform too often, they need to use the I-beams to let off the energy. Yeah. So Megatron's dismembered. This is the most dismemberment we've seen on this show. Oh, and it's vicious. Yeah. Like, he has a thigh left, and that's it. His head is hanging from a few wires, and you see his eyes go out, and it's just, he he's just, it's bad. It's bad, oh, yeah. man. And he gets thrown off off a cliff. Clips. Two cliffs. And Cheetor, Cheetor witnesses all this, and he declares it to be ultra bad. <laughs> that is how bad it is. It That's is right. ultra bad. It's not even mega bad. It's well, ultra bad. At, at least it's not quasar bad. Cursor has only kept one part of Megatron, and that is the yes. (laughs) (laughs) I like that he immediately picks up his speech patterns. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Sadly, we don't get a lot of him in Beast Mode, so we don't see him wiggling his uh, pterodactyl fingers. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. Yes, all hail Pterosaur. And uh, the the remaining three Predacons pretty much fall into line uh, until... Pterosaur's power wears off, and he flies off with a super lame excuse. Yeah, he basically gets an Energon hangover. <laughs> yeah. I gotta wash my hair. He doesn't even give that specific reason. I have a thing I need to do. <laughs> yeah. I'll do some things. I got I got some stuff to do, and then when I when I come back, we will totally destroy the Maximals. I have stuff to take my my shows on. Oh no! Gotta watch my stories. Yes. <laughs> the comedy uh, bit after he leaves is so great too. It's so good, yeah. and it moves so the plot good. forward. It's so well written. Yeah, Tarantulas is obviously not having any of this, so he's going to follow uh, uh, so, yeah, Pterosaur, leaving yeah. Scorponok in command. Well, first Scorponok declares that he's second in command, and and Tarantulas looks at him and says, "So." command and then he walks off <laughs> he just he's like whatever and he just leaves and then waspinator's just looking expectantly at scorpionok <laughs> like well what is your command <laughs> so he is go clean up megatron scorpionok is now in command of one guy which is yep. fortunately all he really needs to and, to fix things i mean that's I not doing love, too badly for scorpionok being in command I just of one love guy tarantulas just walks off <laughs> and then he turns it's just waspinator looking oh, at the timing is just perfect yes. it's beautiful and this is really the first time we get a sense of tarantulas's sort of place in the predacons and he's the guy who doesn't fit in. Yeah. And he doesn't want he doesn't, to fit in. He doesn't want to spend any time with them, which is why he has his own little hidey hole. Yeah, he doesn't try. He's he's obviously got his own agenda, and he's just along for the ride. His own agenda, you say? Oh, yes. Dun, dun, dun. He's clearly the guy Megatron hired rather than the guy who followed Megatron. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, back at the Maxwell base, uh, Cheetor is coming in hot, and he's got uh, an interesting story about a flying mountain and uh, Pterosaur killing Megatron. And he slips on the floor just like a cat. 
<laughs> yes, pretty great. That is amusing. But, but before that, Rat Trap is playing cards against a stinking pewter, as he calls it. Yes, it looks very much like his own arms. Yeah, it's a holographic pair of arms playing cards. Well, presumably, it's just it's like playing solitaire. It's but, yeah. you know, it's got I'm an like AI, so it's just poker. a poker game. Yeah, he's playing Optimus video sees poker. Cheetor coming in hot, so he in something I'm genuinely impressed by, shuts the game off using the iPad close app gesture. <laughs> After <laughs> ripoff Beast Wars. Oh man, it's the future. That's how you know so it's J- the future. So far we've got James Cameron ripping off mainframe. We've got Apple ripping off mainframe. They owe a mainframe a Wait, ton of money. You you yeah. shut off Apple apps by pawing it? Uh, you take a uh, basically spread finger gesture and then close. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, I have never touched one. See, what it comes down to is that Beast Wars was a lot more influential than anyone realizes. Hmm. Actually, that's probably a completely... you do have a if you have clumsy gorilla hands like mine. That, that's kind of a completely reasonable statement, actually, from my experience talking to people who just, you know, totally remember Beast Wars and, and remember stuff about it and thought it was really cool. It, it's a memorable show. Yeah. Yep. And even, you know, a sort of lesser, not particularly important to the overall plot episode like this one, still has plenty of amusing moments, good action, and uh, clever gags. And, and moving the chairs. Impressive yes. directing. This so, entire scene, I have to give credit to the blocking for it. It's super impressive. That It's pretty much all one shot, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Cheetor explains his crazy story. Uh, Rhinox deduces that it's actually not totally crazy. Even though Rat Trap is convinced that it's clearly crazy. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And I'm not sure if that's because he's actually convinced it's crazy or because if it wasn't, he'd have to go out and do something about it. <laughs> and Rat Trap is very lazy. There's yeah. also a factor if Cheetor is the Cheetor is the one saying it. Also that. Cheetor might have eaten some strange mushrooms. Who even knows? <laughs> he might have gotten into the gray apples. Yes. <laughs> if he got up too fast. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. So anyway, they've got to blow it up. Yeah, Cheetor points to where it is on a map of the globe. Yes. And, yep. well, if there's supposed to be maybe in Africa, this this is somewhere in North America now. It looks it's like, like, yeah, it's weird. But it's Cheetor running distance. Yeah, oh, who knows. I mean, stay tuned next episode. Geography is just going to go right out the window. Yeah. I, mean, there's, I, I don't know if there's anything quite so absolutely bad as the G1 episode where they they drove from generic desert southwest to africa and also it was it was daytime at the same time in both locations but yeah and, and they were able to see the sun at the same time and in, in both locations but yeah geography gets fudged a lot mm-hmm. i think it benefits from being generic geography whereas you know with g1 it was taking place in an actual established geographic location yeah. yes Yep. I I even love the transition away from this scene. The indicator for where Cheetor points on the map is like this red triangle hazard warning thing. Mm-hmm. And then it fades into the shot of the mountain in the same place as that triangle warning thing, in the same kind of vague shape as the triangle warning thing. Yeah. It's good directing. All right. So the uh, 
pterosaur is headed back to the island. Tarantulas is in hot pursuit behind him. How and is also, Tarantulas following him? He, uh, pterosaur is not going as fast as he was because he doesn't still, have the super energon jets. But he's still flying. Speed should be. I mean, yeah, spiders can run pretty fast. I guess. I guess. <laughs> Also, I'd like to point out that Pterosaur just has extremely poor long-term planning skills. <laughs> I mean, for I, one thing, maybe before he went and deposed Megatron with these new powers, he should have checked to see what the limitations on these powers were. Maybe yeah. tested it out a little bit. He's, he's he didn't just, even he's, test to see if he had powers. Yeah. He's just like, he, I feel really good. I'm going to go kill Megatron. I feel stronger. I mean, maybe, I'm going to attack him. Maybe there's like a... a a psychological proactive component to this. <laughs> he also did give like a techno babble of, oh, I know what happened to me. Yeah. Oh. It happens all the time. Yeah. But I, I, I John has gone into his superstructure. Still, the yeah. long term planning. He's not yeah, showing good long term planning. Yeah, no, I'm yet. just going to be leader of the Predacons, and nobody's going to wonder why I have to go away every couple hours <laughs> to a mysterious location. Yeah. Well, he didn't even think that he might have to do that. Just, yeah. You know. You know. I, you know, Doug Parker doesn't have the most range uh, of the voice actors here, but I do love his crazy declarative statements. <laughs> you know, the, yes. the, the I'm invincible in this one and uh, nothing can stop us doing the fist bump of power in equal measures. Yeah. He's pretty great. So, uh, yeah, Tarantulas is uh, following him. Optimus Prima with a giant rat on his back is uh, close behind. They see Terrasaur recharge himself. Uh, rat Trap grudgingly admits that Shooter is in fact not insane. <laughs> this I was disappointed too. Yeah. And it would be kind of great if they just got there and Shooter had just been having a huge delusion the entire time. Hallucination. <laughs> <laughs> well, in hindsight of Flying Mountain, that was actually totally insane. Yeah. yeah. Although I also kind of like Rhinox and Optimus both going, oh, yeah, yeah, Flying Map makes total sense. That's what would happen if you had that much energon in that place. <laughs> yeah, no, that totally happened. I'll note that Tarantulas transforms, and he also has five cycles. Yes. And that is apparently enough for him to climb up the mountain. Also, he, he shoots his little harpoon thing again, which we saw him do previously. Yes. And then he skitters up it in this really disturbing, creepy way where it's he just has almost all. cute. It yes. is almost cute, but it's mostly creepy. Yeah. No, actual cute is when Rat Trap. Well, when Primal lands on the floating island, Rat Trap kisses the ground. Yes. Yeah. Oh, beautiful dust. I'm so glad to see you again. There's a lot of good beast acting in this show. Yes. And obviously with the with the Energon, the uh a lot of the characters in this episode are sort of forced into beast mode at most times. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the the plan is Primal's gonna distract Terrorsaur, who is now at the height of his powers. Making so whilst, many crazy noises. Yes, whilst Rat Trap blows this up. Oh, yeah, he's all kitted for demolition. Because yeah. his forearms are full of explosives. They were previously full of uh, hotboxing. They're full of whatever he needs. They're, yep. they're, they're full of plot device. <laughs> they're yep. full of delicious snacks or possibly I, explosives. I, I, or bags of holding. 
So we, we get a pretty nice uh, do- aerial dogfight between uh, Primal and Pterosaur here. Oh, yeah, it's a really That's good shooting stage. Super cool. So it's a nice camera work. and stuff spinning around and all these flying rocks. Yeah, it's, it's kind of Star Wars-y. Yeah, it's a little, a little Empire Strikes Back. Wouldn't be surprised to see a hand puppet uh, <laughs> space slug come out of one of these rocks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And this is where we see Pterosaur's eye beams. Yeah. Which he suddenly has. Yeah, he shoulder guns. Watching Pterosaur power up. Hmm? One of them comments that pr- Rat Trap says that Fred looks like he could eat Tyronium. What is Tyronium? It's it's stuff. It's, a, it's hard to eat. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a thing that's that's hard to eat. Just go with it. I also really liked Optimus's just completely ignoring Rat Trap, being really nervous about being on a flying rock he was about to blow up. Yeah. Yes. It's just like, haha. If he blasts you, how do I get off this thing? It's a long way down. Yeah, it is. I, he walks away. Yep. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Primal is great creepy. in this episode. He really oh, is. Yeah, this probably is his best episode in season one, or at least best episode so far. It's oh, best, I mean, he's very nonchalant. Yeah. I, I think that this is also one of Rat Tramp's best episodes because I feel like. This episode is when he, I mean, earlier he really was just kind of a jerk, and he's just becoming more of a lovable jerk at this point. Yes. Yeah, in most other episodes, he, he's paired up with, with Rhinax, who likes him, or Cheetor, who's an idiot. And this yeah. one, he's paired up with Primal, who's his boss. Effectively. It's right. big yeah. damn hero and sidekick. Yes. yes. And, you know, Primal sort of has, and he sort of, and they both sort of have some respect for each other now, yeah. but there's still a little tension there. Yeah. So anyway, whilst this dogfight is going on, uh, Rattrap is fighting Tarantulas. And it's it's an all-beast mode fight, which I really like. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's cool. And Rattrap just murders Tarantulas. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, he tosses some mud in his eyes. He goes sailing off this flying mountain. And we get an amazing assortment of Alec Willow's Tarantulas noises. Oh, such, oh yeah. Such crazy <laughs> noises. It's like the first half of the fight... Tarantulas jumps on Rat Trap's back, and then Rat Trap just Looney Tunes run under the bridges in. <laughs> yeah, this this was definitely the the scene of the episode where the mainframe yep. animators got out their their slapstick needs. Yep. Although immediately after that, Pterosaur comes or Tarantulas comes right back around the rock, and Rat Trap just haymakers him and finishes up with a flurry of punches. It's... Well, Rat Trap's kind He's of got, got Tarantulas' number. Yeah. I'll give you little rat punches. Well, I will note that they were the two who were paired up in the uh, fight of the, sec- of the second part of the pilot. That's true. They are used to each other. And uh, they're the ones who'd not- be fighting each other, and then you'd you'd have to switch up opponents because those two opponents know each other too well. Yes. Oh, and I guess they also fought each other in the web. Yeah. Oh yeah. These guys have a history. Yeah. And rat traps right. come out on top every time. That's right. But yeah. I and I, it must be nice for Alec Willows. I mean, all the other guys, you know, you've got to make your animal noises, and most of those animals kind of have noises that they make. Yeah, distinct. Mm-hmm. Spiders don't make noises. Nope. No. So he could do whatever creepy, disgusting things he can think of for so he's thirty seconds. Weird monster noises falling down. Oh, yeah. It's what you imagine a spider would make if it was sixty feet tall and trying to eat you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love. Also, how immediately after shooting Optimus down, 
Terror Sword goes into Energon Hangover mode again. Yes. Like, again. this is not a sustainable uh, plan here, Terror Sword. Yeah, not good long-term planning. Time, this time. But anyway, he gets back there to recharge, and there are bombs there. Only two of them, but I guess Energon's so unstable that you really only need something to sort of kick it off. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. weird. And two on, like, rock faces at 90 degrees to each other. Yeah, they're, like, right next to each other. This did take yeah. a lot of skill, Rat Trap. Yeah, but you could have spread them out a little. You could have just given Primal the bombs. Hey, yeah. how do you know that those aren't the optimal positions based on... <laughs> The explosion yeah. chain reactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. and the facets of the crystals and their, you know, their their fault lines being what they blah blah blah. Words. I give Rat Trap the benefit of the doubt. Yes, he's, he's, he's the demolition expert. He doesn't like to do it, but when he does it, he's good at it. That's right. Yeah. All right, so they start blowing up. Uh, Rat Trap thinks that he's you know about to die here, but luckily Primal has survived. Uh, in guerrilla mode, and they've just got to jump for it. And we get another Michael Bay guy sailing off as an explosion bursts but it's, in the It's a big explosion, though, this time. Yeah. Is it yep. just giant it's, monkey leaping off a mountain as pink light explosion? Oh, uh, yeah. With a little rat on his shoulder. <laughs> yes. And it's fun yeah, to have it him... exploding looks kind of weird. It's just rocks flying off. Yeah. Yeah. Goes up kind of weird. They didn't have good particle effects for CGI at this point. Yeah. They're they're experimenting still. Yeah. Yeah. They, it is very nice animation of those ferns blowing as they uh, as they yeah. land. Yes. Yep. I love Optimus th- skydiving too. It's yes. really nice to see him animated with some gravity when he's in midair. Yes. With Rat Trap clinging onto his back. Yep. <laughs> Pterosaur presumably flew away. Uh Tarantulas bungee jumped off. Well, we know Tarantulas was, like, knocked off to the Tarantulas, ground, yeah. I guess. Yeah, he just got thrown off the thing. So maybe his big, squishy spider butt caught him. His and big, squishy had... spider butt is so creepy. And it's he kind of an amusing reversal from... He uh... bomb-dropping sound going as he fell off, so maybe he survived on comedic effect rule. <laughs> maybe. And honestly, it's kind of a reversal for Tarantulas. Usually he gets rocks thrown on top of him, not <laughs> getting t- thrown on top of rocks. Yes. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, Primal and Rattrap survive. They express some grudging end-of-an-action movie respect for each other. Yeah, we're dead, right? <laughs> and then Primal pulls out his, his sometimes crazy works line. Oh, oh yes, that line. line is awesome. It's a good line. Uh, Primal is the best. Yeah, that, that 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 line pretty much cements why I like Primal in Beast Wars. Yes. So he's a good leader, but sometimes you got to do something dumb. That's right. Crazy works. He's John McClane who ended up surviving and got a desk job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> John McClane, professor. Oh, man, uh, Rhinox is kind of his uh, Reginald Vell Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I think uh, Rat Trap is more of his Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, are you sure it's not Dinobot? It's Sam Jackson? Maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe he's the... Yeah, I'm not sure who Rat Trap is. Maybe... <laughs> I know Cheetor is Justin Long from that fourth one. Oh. Uh, maybe Cheetor's... Uh, Wait, isn't Cheetor that uh, limo driver? Yeah, from the first movie. Oh, yeah, Cheetor's probably the limo driver. There you go. 
So anyway, Pterosaur, he, he survived too, but now his power is gone. But, uh, well, at least at least I killed Megatron, and I'm sure the other Predacons will still follow me, even though I obviously don't have the same superpowers I did. Yeah. Uh, I won't land and be immediately murdered by Scorponok. <laughs> but it turns out it's even worse than that, because uh, Scorponok fixed Megatron. And we get a name, I think actually earlier in the episode, uh, for their version of the CR Chamber chamber which is restoration module although i think that's something else because uh doesn't he tell him to get the restoration module yeah but maybe what he means is just like prepare the restoration module didn't he say like get it ready maybe yeah yeah i think it was get it ready okay or prepare it or something i don't know they're big tubs dunk him in in his jacuzzi (laughs) dunk him in the vat give him his rubber ducky (laughs) So he's back. Pterosaur is so scared he turns white. Yeah, it's, it's a nice effect. That was a delightful game. Yes. And that's the episode. Why? I mean, I, I realize the problem probably has something to do with strategy and numerical parity and all that. But why doesn't Megatron kill Pterosaur after that? You kind of think... It, it, well, that's a question that comes up in pretty much every Transformers. Why don't you yeah. kill the backstabbing number one subordinate? Which is why Animated was so great, because they basically said, well, well, you can't. Well, no, because <laughs> Animated subverted it by like, oh, he's immortal now, so you can kill him as many times as you want. And, though, and though that was, did. Though that was a good way of doing brilliant. it. Because it both keeps the character around and doesn't make Megatron look weak for keeping him around. Yeah. Megatron yeah. tried to kill him, but he couldn't be killed. But but yeah, I'm I'm really curious why it could Megatron be. even kept him around. It after probably that. is numbers because he's already kicked out Dinobot, and he was his, his previous number one, who was this big muscle. Mm-hmm. And, the, getting rid of Terrasaur would destroy the odds, and his only advantage of having more flyers. That is true. There's, and having yeah. those two guys who fly is a big component of his plots later on in the season. Yeah. There's a weird thread yeah. running out throughout the series that either Megatron in particular or Predacons in general have something of a cultural appreciation for treachery. Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's there is that. You know, may. Show, show their Decepticon roots. I'm sure it's not like the, the classic, uh, Megatron Starscream fanon that, that Megatron never killed Starscream because he was in love with him. Yeah, Megatron yeah. is pretty clearly not in love. Nobody loves Pterosaur. No, nobody. I loves think this Pterosaur. is more, Megatron will forgive your coup if it works. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, you almost and I, I mean, it's. I think it's safe to say Pterosaur learned his lesson here. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine he got a good beating, and I imagine Megatron... Like, here's my take on it. At this point, now that he's back, and now that Pterosaur isn't powerful enough to beat him, the one thing Megatron's most upset about is that the mountain got blew up. Yeah. Because yeah, he could have used it. I, I don't know how much pain is actually caused from that level of dismemberment to them, so maybe, you know, it was no big. I mean, he does say earlier in the episode that he will destroy Pterosaur forever. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess that we're still going by 80s cartoon rules and you can't say kill. 
Yeah. No, sorry. It's I'll finish you forever. Finish you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll destroy you. Yeah, you can't say kill. Oh, Gundam you Wing. You can, but it has to be episode. like Gundam Wing, and you have to show that that cut of it after 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there a guy named uh, Death something? No. Death Blade. No, Death Scythe was the suit piloted by Duel Maxola, who was voiced by Scott McNeil. Ah, but you could <gasps> say Death Scythe. Yeah, you could say Death Scythe if it was a title of something. Okay. But you couldn't say Death, or I'm going to die, or I'm going to kill you. Okay. I think that might vary by network. And I think yeah. that, especially they... in the case of syndication, it was very self... To a certain degree, it was self-censored. I mean, I know that they had the censors in-house for syndicated programs like that, which is something that came from a story that we will talk about later from mm-hmm. one of one of the Bob and Larry stories from BotCon. Mm-hmm. About, that, that does make sense. Syndicated yeah. would have to kind of hit the lowest common denominator of what's acceptable and what isn't to make sure they can sell everywhere. Yes, Although, basically course, this... there, there are some things that, that come up later, which I will not spoil, that according to, I believe it was according to Larry Dottilio, whose stories should usually be taken with a grain of salt, uh, which I'll, I'll go into more when we get to season two and transmetals. Uh, but I believe he was the one who, who said that some blatant innuendo that shows up in a later episode was because their censor was basically had gotten another job and it was, it was his last <laughs> week. So he was just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, on the one hand, you do have the, Name of the Gundam with death in it. On the other hand, Deathstroke the Terminator gets renamed Slade in Teen Titans. Well, again, yeah, so that, I that's, think that's it, his it name. Really... That's not a thing. I think and it's I really... would also posit that Slade is a better name than Deathstroke the Terminator. <laughs> yes. That's a fair point. I, I think what it really ultimately comes down to is the the network doing it, the production staff doing it. I, I think it is something that's self-policed to a, a large degree. Yeah. It's a moving target. Yeah. All right, so that brings us to the end of Power Surge. A really basic episode. It's a basic yeah. episode, but it's, it's a lot, lot of fight fun. Fun. It's super well done. The plot is completely yeah. throwaway. None of this has any consequences, but it's nope. probably the best half hour of television we've had so far. Uh, the direction yeah. is really nice, and the characters are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- there's just not that much really to talk about. Action scenes, characters being good, Cheetos not course, being stupid. Unlike the last episode helpful. we watched, Chain of Command, it has nothing to do with the meta plot. No. Nope. Well, so it, it has no ramifications yeah. for anything at all at any other point ever, except establishing... It's just another example of sometimes crazy works. Yeah, oh, it's a great phrase. It establishes that, and it's just another example of, hey, there's a lot of energy on doing weird stuff here. I guess Cheetor does do one kind of stupid thing in this episode, and that's after clambering into the ship and sliding on the floor, which I'm not even sure how he had that momentum because the ship has an elevator. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But he talks gibberish for about 30 seconds before Primal gets him to stop and transform. It's, to it's call not down. gibberish. He's just chalking at New Jersey speed. He's trying it's to say just, as many words as possible in a little shorter sentence to get his point across because he has to get everything out because so much things happen. Yes. Oh, I ran out of breath doing that. Saying random 
words pertinent to what he wants to get across, but not in any yes. particular order or useful grammar. word association. Yeah. yeah. All right, so you can uh, find us on Twitter at uh, at StasisPod, uh, on Tumblr at stasispod.tumblr.com, and we'd also like you to email us at uh, stasispodcast at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yep, I'm really uh, disappointed we haven't gotten any letters yet in the... That's right. We what, uh, 45 please. minutes or so since we recorded the last episode and haven't released it yet? <laughs> that's right. Not a single letter. So please, oh, get our sad. fragile egos. Send us a mail. We did if, get uh, If it catches our fancy, we'll read it on air. Answer your questions. Whatever. We, we got an email once about someone telling us that episode four wasn't actually correctly linked, but that was fixed quickly. I mean, we could read that one on air, but it would be terribly relevant. <laughs> I, can, I can read it right now. Uh, I can't download the file, either the pod feeder or the site, for your information. That was it. Thanks, Chip. Thanks. I fixed it. Yeah, that was fixed a while ago. Two weeks ago. Yes. I fixed it because I was the one who broke it in the first place. Oh. Well, that too. Jen yelled I, oh, at me to right. point out that it was fixed and was right to do so. Mm. I, I, I had a space where there shouldn't have been one. Ah. I will regret this forever. <gasps> Just a little typo. You have been dishonored. All right, so please join us next episode where it's time to sell some more toys. Yay! Yay. But, but also, it is a super good episode. Yeah, it's pretty great. There, there are some interesting questions raised by it if you think too hard, but it's a pretty yes. great episode. So, so please join us next time for when I must kill you because God told me to. And we think too hard about those questions. Yes. Yeah. So, signing off, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. And I'm David. <coughs> All right. That went well. I have to ask. This is this is a you know a vital component of any Mad Max film. Uh, are there assless chaps? Um, I don't remember any. No. Th- there's a lot of bared flesh from many sides. <laughs> well, it's hot in the desert. It is. There's a lot of shirtless guys. <laughs>